This fireside chat from January 17th in Miami, Florida at Agent 2021 included some really fire Q&A focused heavily around real estate marketing and tactics. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Q&A, so you'll probably be able to get your questions. I'm trying to give you the hot tip to anybody who doesn't, because <laughs> I appreciate you being part of First in Line. Thanks for being at Agent 2021. How's it going so far? Great. Good? Great. Anything stand out? So much. <laughs> awesome, great. So let's just go into Q&A. So? Uh, hey, what's up, Gary? I'm How are you, Rob? Uh, I run a website called SouthCampaTeardowns.com. I've invested about 9,000 in Facebook. This is more of a thank you than anything else. Uh, 9,000 in Facebook and YouTube pre-roll over the last year, since last year. Um, turned that into about $90,000 in commission income. <laughs> My direct mail is also killing it too, which is wonderful. I've got about a $30,000 online budget. Uh, what would you suggest in terms of the long-term brand building play? Should I max out what I'm doing in terms of Direct mail's not as good as Facebook, here's why. Not gonna do, no, 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 the question is, do I do, do I triple down on Facebook and YouTube with this market content and retarget, or do I invest in doing more of a widespread content play to do more Instagram and LinkedIn and that type of thing? You haven't even remotely begun to feel the effects of Facebook. Nine to 90,000 is good, 90,000 to 900,000 is better. So just double down on Facebook and go all in there. Or 10X. <laughs> Thank you. You got it. So I've been doing kind of. I took your lead and did kind of like an ask Gary V. So I apologize because I want to add value. To, I'm trying to give answers that will add value to everybody. Oh. And what I put, I'll be right there. Okay. And when you get to ninety thousand and nine hundred, and then the next day you go to a hundred thousand, but it's still ninety nine hundred thousand. You're like, oh, I tapped out. You didn't tap out. A lot of you think you've tapped out on Facebook. You just haven't changed the creative yet. You can't imagine. In a CAC LTV world, in a world where last night you were saying we're getting leads for 250, when you were talking, what was going through my mind was, or it could be 97 cents, if they had a machine. So I pretty much, in the last month, have decided I'm gonna write a new book and I'm gonna call it Volume. And it's, it's gonna be about all this, which is, what, what, when I hear what you did off of not knowing how to do it, that speaks to me that the whole thing's wide the fuck open. That's ridiculous returns and you have no idea what the fuck you were doing. Pretty much. That's right. <laughs> so you can imagine why I'm excited. That, that's why I'm yelling so loud. Any, it's, by the way, it's my macro thesis on real estate. The reason real estate's so addictive is when it's going good, an ant can do well. And I don't mean your ant, I mean an actual insect. <laughs> so that's what's happening with Facebook but it's more content. Some of you have a thing working and you don't realize that you should be investing back the dollars not into more media, but into 17 different pieces of content that you'd never made before. Content is where you need to be tweaking, not just segmentation. So I've kind of been doing the Ask Gary Vee, I was answering questions about like inspections, things yes, like that. Yes, good. And then uh, also interviewing people. So what would, how you, to go. would you say? How long have you been doing it? Uh, I've been doing real estate for two years. I've uh, been doing that pretty much since I got started. And? And it worked out well. I got six referrals just for my videos. Great. So what would you kind of see as a next step from there or just keep doing whatever? Well, I think, are you, did you see the Gary Vee uh, content model deck that I put out, the 86-page deck? I 
Okay, so Google, when you get a chance, Google Gary V content model deck. Get it, read it, really read it, because it's very, very thorough and very important. And again, it's like this classic thing of like, you tell people something and you tell them, and they're like, yeah, 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 but they don't do it. Like, really read it. Because the answer is, within your videos, right, there's another 787 pieces of content, all of which will do better than the actual videos. So kind of split it up like you've done with all of your content. Right, which is another thing that like drives me crazy when people are getting results, when I'm like, do what I'm doing, you know, watch what I'm doing, not what I'm saying. Like even that, even that you saying, oh like you do, if you're not doing that, we have now an arbitrage opportunity, right? Right, okay. Strip the audio, yep. now you've got a podcast. Yep. Right? Like the reason video is so powerful is it's the starting point for everything. You can, do, you can film one video and you have basically video, long form, you have chopped up short form video that over index, you have a podcast, and, it, and when you really get advanced, you have somebody transcribing it and you've got articles. And Q&A is the best because you don't even have to do anything, you just respond. So I, I love when people are like, I've been in business for 21 years, but what do I do? I'm like, you're the best position, you know what the fuck you're actually talking about. Sometimes you're holding back the truth because you make more money in the shadows. A lot of these industries made a lot more money when the consumer was undereducated. A lot of OGs in here hated the internet at first because now customers had info and they were driving into your margin. Auto, real estate, right? You gotta lean into waves, not let them kill you. Hey Gary, so first of all, it's a little hard to see you on the screen next to Dan Marino. That hurts. That hurts I know. Fuck that dude. So I'm a commercial real estate broker <laughs> in South Florida, obviously, and I've developed a local audience. I'm niche in retail. That's what I do. It's shopping center games. That's all I do. I see where this can go nationally, where I can start investing and buying because I'm building relationships all across the country. But I also have a job to do the least local shopping center space in Miami. I'm struggling with how do I scale where I go from being the local guy to how can I leverage these relationships and help each other because people want to invest in Miami. But I know a guy in Boise and I want to buy some land in Boise. How well, you, do I you, scale? At, at, in the short term, you can create a referral program. There's somebody in Boise that looks like you. Find her and take a VIG. Bro, the amount of things the you know the amount of things that I saw wrong with Wine Library the year after I stopped operating it day to day that were all my doing that were wrong was wild. Fresh eyes are smart eyes. If the person's smart, you know. But that's what I would do. Create another set of content to create the homies and homiettes that you want to jam with, and create a referral business. That's what everybody did to you guys in the industry anyway. That's what all these platforms are built on. Arbitrage. They used Google. Now they're using Facebook. I'm trying to get you to use Facebook. Before they do, it's the only thing you got. Nothing else. The middle is finished. The internet wins. Hey. What is up, Gary? Manny Carrera from Texas. I'm a realtor. Uh, this is my second year here. Came Thank last you. Year. Really excited to kind of implement and just let you know that uh, I did start a podcast because of Agent 2021 last year. So says they're part of my crew now. I got my assistant, I got my camera guy. Um, I did a bunch of stuff that we talked about last year. Yes. Um, my question for you is- And what happened? It's great. 
business for me with real estate, the ROI that you talked about macro-wise is there. I'm not, I'm not charging anyone for this podcast. I'm highlighting people in my city, doing big things, entrepreneurs, business owners. And um, it's really good because I'm getting business from their networks. Of course. When they're promoting my snippets, they're promoting the podcast. Brand always beats sales in the end. Yeah, it's crazy. So my question to you is, I'm at this point right now where my business, my business for real estate is great. My podcast is been something that has kind of evolved into kind of a child of mine. I've seen it grow <laughs> and it's crazy because I go out or I go anywhere and people recognize me because of the podcast. It's called Whiskey Wednesday Podcast Sessions. And they'll tell me, hey, you're, you're the one that does a podcast. You're the one that does a podcast. It's amazing, but I'm ready to take it to the next level. I, I, I got my crew here that helps me with my real estate game, content and you know day to day, but I want to take this podcast to the next level. So who do I need to look for or hire in order for me to really take this to the next level? What's the next level? More, so for me, more like, listeners? More, more interviewers, more reach, more everything. My goal is to do one podcast every single Wednesday. Yesterday we dropped episode number 30, which means that since Agent 21 last year, I've done 30 episodes. My goal was 52. Understood. Um, so How do you I'm too busy right now to focus on getting people you know, scheduled. Are too you? busy to write questions. At the moment, yeah, with real estate, it's, it's crazy. It sounds like you've gone out. <laughs> I, I'm making the joke of being noticed when you're out. Oh. You know. Um, <laughs> well, there's only one of two moves. You either pay somebody and add to your team in costs, or you do it. So if I were to pay, I don't have a problem with making less to make more. Great. Um, so who do I need to look for? What types of people and what are their responsibilities to help me grow my podcast? Well, the making more episodes if you're telling me that's a game of logistics and you needed somebody to book another 22 people, that's who you hire. Okay. But if you're talking about, I need more awareness, maybe you hire somebody to run media against awareness of your podcast. So there's the making it, and then there's the merchandising of it. Right. Everybody likes to say, taking to the next level. That's a vague ass thing. Right. That's why these sessions are so great. Um, I get to listen. So I'm like, are you saying that it's hard to make 52 because you didn't have enough time to book somebody? Uh, or, you know, like, right? Yeah. And, and the reason I go first to how busy you are, it's like, I'm just fascinated by the curve of ambition versus execution. Right. Like, I, I, you know, I really, really, like to really answer your question, I just wanna really know you. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Because if you have time to watch anything I put out, right. That's already a minute I got back to make 52 episodes. That's true. I know. You're my daily motivation. Side. I appreciate it. And by the way, everybody, listen, I watch three hours of football once a week in the fall. Like, everybody's got to do them, but I want to know everything. You're young. Right. How big is your ambition? Too big. Well, guess what? It doesn't sound like to me because it's easy as fuck to get in 52 fucking podcasts. Yeah. Like, like when, when I talk about how hard my dad and I work, those were real hours. They're like, like I was trained in real, like, like I, I thought we were coming home, this is how I was trained by him in the back. When we came home, we left at seven, and that was considered like this new thing that my mom, at the time, at my age, this was a new thing that my dad was coming home early because he'd been, like, because he used to close, which meant nine or 10. Right. Like, bro, do you actually work every minute from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m.? She'll tell you. I believe you, then the question is, is it smart? 
And that's where I think we need to kind of get a little bit more. Dude, honestly, straight up, because I love you, it's not hard to produce a fucking podcast 52 weeks. You fucking chose something else. Yeah, I'm like, that, it's not that. So, that's cool. That's cool. Like, that to me excites me because it's just not hard. It's actually stupid easy if you're working every hour. Yeah, sure. Thank you. You got it. Love you, Gary I love you back. Uh, my name is Dustin, I'm from Delaware, and I'm interested in how you cultivate a relationship with someone like a Steve Ross. Like, how do you go from you know, a, a normal person guy to, to a billionaire relationship like that? Uh, for me, I, I just let things come to me. I've never sought out a relationship in my entire career. I always thought that having the leverage with the end consumer brings me all the opportunity. Results. Right? I think too many people think, people want things from people. I don't want anything from Steve, right? So people are like, oh, if I could just become homies with Gary Vee, he'll put me on. What's a lot better is me being interested in you because then you have the leverage. Got it? I've never sought out a relationship in my entire career because I'm not looking for anything from anybody. The leverage is the consumer. I'm not gonna let some other human have leverage. Got it? So I built a great company. I disproportionately indexed it for the New York Jets the main executive that benefited. Matt Hagen's profile in the NFL grew because of our work. He wasn't kidding up there. That gave him, that, why did Steve want Matt? Because the Jets were the best at a thing that Steve was smart enough to understand was important. So then Matt goes there, what happens next? Matt's like, uh, I need Gary in my world. Now I have the leverage to sell a piece. And got it? <laughs> leverage. Hi. 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 I met you in the elevator earlier. I remember this morning. Um, uh, so I have two two part questions. Go. Okay. Yeah. Um, so first, it's a professional question. Um, how, I'm in real estate. How do you think that virtual reality is going to affect our industry in the future? In 17 years, it might mean something. It's a long. It's it's minimally five years away. Okay. Like there's just no indication of of anybody using it. In B2B, like at a conference, you can see it. Like, you know, and like maybe in commercial, it could happen faster because businesses have less customers. So that might be a leg up to go into an office and show somebody a location. But normal people, not yet. Okay. It would be very convenient. But But let me tell you the more important part of that question. Everybody's looking for lightning rods. Everybody always asks me a question like that or what's next because they want to be on that next trend. It's a game about being best, not being first. Everyone's addicted to being first. It's a game about being best. You know how long YouTube pre-rolls and Facebook ads had been around by the time he ran his first 9,000 to get 90,000? Forever. Got it? Yeah. So like everybody here trying to catch that next thing, how about you do a decent job in the current thing first? Right. People trying to get on that VR train and have like six followers on Instagram. And the second question, um, uh, what, if any, advice do you give that you have a hard time yourself following? Um, Probably firing fast. (laughs) You know, I've gotten way better at it, but I'm still not a natural fire. I'm so optimistic. I'm always thinking, like, that's what makes me great at what I do, but it makes me vulnerable in firing, right? I just always think I'm gonna come up with some new cockamanian idea that's gonna make it work. I think it's the reason I'm starting all these fucking companies. <laughs> somewhere else to go. Hey, what's up, Gary? How are you? 
Real good, brother. Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, with all the money flooding into the real estate market, yes, and, and the prop tech type stuff, right? I buyers, open door, purple brick, yes, all this stuff. That's the disruption. You always talk about disruption. Yeah, that's big trouble for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, where do you see it? Because there's so many different players getting into it right now. I see one of them winning and eliminating all of you. Right. You, you just see one. Zilla. Yeah, I think one. You know what? It's the same thing with search engines, right? Like when people were doing like yellow pages and versions of that, they're like, they're like, what do you see happening with all these search engines? Dogpile and Yahoo and Ask Jeeves. And I was like, you know, I, I, I wasn't asked questions like this, but back in the day, and actually this is not true, I'm not gonna hyperbolize it. I was watching that with the theory of like, they can't all win, right? And that's what ended up happening. And that then became the patterns that I watched. You know, like it's what happened with social networks. I knew that high five, and Bebo and my, like, you remember social media for a few minutes? They're tag world, if you're an OG. Like, there was a lot of shit out there besides just MySpace and Facebook. And then remember there was gonna be a million niche social networks? You know, a dogster, there was, there was a million things. I knew then because of search engines and browsers that there would be one or two. One or two of these companies are gonna win forever. Can I add to that, Gary? Do you want to disrespect everybody and jump out? <laughs> Go ahead. Well, Zillow. She was saying yes. She does want to disrespect. Go ahead. You no, know, but Zillow has all the data. They have the data of who's searching for homes, then who's maybe bought uh, bought a home with an agent. Um, they know exactly what uh, the where they're going to buy next. Uh, Amazon has all the data. So, in my opinion. And I've been in real estate 34 years. I've been in technology 52 years. All I can say is that the, the data is going to win, and Zillow has it, and they have our money. $3.5 billion a year, of which 70% were you. Everybody goes for short-term sales, so you pay high commissions for those referrals, but then they get all the data, and it's, it's over. It's over. It's 100% over. Now the only thing left is your personal brand. But you can't build it when you're under Caldwell or Remax, or Wiger, so how does that play out? That's called channel conflict. Kraft and Pepsi and Coke are dead too, because they have a problem called Walmart and Costco. If they want to go direct, Walmart and Costco have something to say about that. There's always channel conflict during disruption. So what do I think? I think one or two of them are gonna win. On the mortgage side too? A hundred, the internet is gonna squeeze every, do you know how many limo drivers never thought the internet was a problem? (laughs) All of them. The, right? Bookstore people went first because that's what Jeff went after first. Got it? There's no mics there, but I can I wanna follow Kim's thing. So I wanna follow it. So since a lot of industries are eventually gonna be obsolete, what to you is the safest, or maybe not the safest because I'm not looking for comfort, but uh, you're, you have VaynerMedia. You teach people, you, I don't know if you teach them, but you, you do their media for them, for big companies. Is that what the industry you recommend the most, is to have our own media company? No, I think what you need to be conscious of is why everybody's vulnerable and also recognizing it may never happen in your entire career. Like, you know, like, it just may ne- it's a timing game. But to not act as if when it's already happened is a mistake. It's already happened in your industry. These things already exist. Got it? In my world, a lot of brands are taking all their services in-house. That's why I have a product now called Volume Model Internal. We're selling to clients the following pitch. Hey, K-Swiss, 
this is not true, but I'm just saw K-Swiss. Hey, K-Swiss, hire VaynerMedia. In the first year, our fees are four million. In the next, sign a three-year deal instead of a one-year deal. Four million in year one, two million in year two, one million in year three. Why? Because over those three years, I'm gonna give you my employees and now they work at K-Swiss. You have to react to the reality of the marketplace. We don't know when, but when you see it, you can't put your fucking head in the sand. You see it. Zillow's calling them direct. What else do you wanna know? You think they're just testing it for kicks and giggles? (laughs) They're gonna stop that program? You have no leverage. Hey Gary, I took your advice. I sold my house and I moved it back in with mom and dad. I love you so much you can't imagine. (laughs) That really takes a lot of strength but it's really smart if you play it right next. If you do the next thing right, you'll be happy forever. That's my question. Okay. <laughs> I, would go, I, would go with, I would go with red. Put it all in red. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have 60K in my pocket, yeah. all said and done. Um, do I dump that all on Facebook and Instagram or is there something? In ads you mean or stock? I guess ads, because you said Instagram. I'm sorry, I'm a realtor. How's business? Good. Why? Business Why? Market's good. Okay. And where are you getting your business from? How many years in are you? Uh, three. And uh, and what market is it? Uh, Bellingham, Washington. So you know, look, my advice. You know, everybody's gonna have a unique situation like this. Here's what I would say. There's nothing. If if it does, is real estate what you want? You think at this year, young dude? Do you have a self awareness enough feeling that this is what you want to do, or you did it because the money looked good in the short term? Not 100. Cool. So that's a good starting point because it will factor into my advice. It, but you know what's interesting? Much what's going on with him and whiskey, and much what I was just telling my sister outside. I can't tell you guys enough how much I want if you're willing to build your personal brand because you own it in perpetuity, right? So if you build local celebrity, you could switch to selling ice cream, right? So the answer is yes, I think you should. But the problem is you may be bad at spending it. He's a success story at nine to 90,000. I don't know what he did. You may spend, but what's great about Facebook, it's not like buying television or buying a piece of property. You can rev it up. So spend $50 a day. 80, you don't have to, sp- you know, people get cash in their pocket and they burn. My dad let me $1,000 when I started my baseball card business when I was 13 years old. You know what I did? I went to Costco and because they didn't have the cards I wanted, the money was burning a hole in my pocket and I spent it all on secondary shit I didn't believe in, but it was burning a hole in my pocket. And I had to work harder to pay him back. I paid him back real fast in the scheme of things, but I would have paid him back fucking day one if Costco wasn't sold out of what I knew I was going there to buy, but I didn't have the discipline at 13 to not buy something because I never had that kind of money before and I needed to spend it. That's what I'm saying to you. If you have the discipline to spend it strategically, you'll be very okay. Hey, Gary. How are you? Oh, I'm terrific. Uh, Good. I have two questions. Please. Um, first of all, it's absolutely magnificent what you are doing. Thank you. So, so my first question is, how many clones do you have? Clones? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's funny you brought that up. Uh, let him get a second question. Uh, I'll answer the clone question in a minute. What's your second question? So um, we started real estate about six years ago. Um, we are closing about 50 transactions a year uh, with my wife. We went on our own. Uh, we were in Caledonians. Um, 
we didn't know anyone when we moved to the US. So uh, where'd you come from? Romania. Love it. College in Hungary, so yep. I'm half Hungarian, Romania, whatever. Understood. Um, so we moved to Raleigh, and uh, six years later, we are at a point where uh, we are trying to take this business from 50 transactions to 100 transactions at least. So at least that's my next goal for, for this year. However, um, we spent quite some money and time on advertising videos, uh, Facebook especially. Um, I watched a few of your videos. And um, if there would be one platform that, would, that you would use to Facebook. Um, besides Facebook. <laughs> More Facebook. <laughs> I mean it. Look, I know your guys' industry. You have to understand, you didn't squeeze it. Dad, I don't know if you've heard this because I know you don't consume a lot of my content. I always get upset about how much I was able to help grow the business because in hindsight, it could have been more. If I did more Google and less Star Ledger, we would have grew more. I was right, but I didn't realize how right I was. I was still too young and everything else worked too, which is why I zoned in on direct mail, right? Like other things work too, but some things work better and some things go away. And how much, how much time do we have left? Correct. That's what I mean. It's gonna go away. Guys, Facebook's gonna go away. Facebook's gone away from where it's not as good as it was two years ago. Right now, I'm telling you that in the macro, but it's still so fucking good, it's good. Yeah, right? As realtors, how much time do we have left? Not only with Facebook, because you were talking about But in the macro? I think realtors have a long time. Like, like when I say your wipe, it wipes you out, it's gonna play, there's two factors. One, how ambitious, you understand, Keller and Remax and, and Berkshire and Sotheby's are gonna have to respond to this soon. People are unhappy. A brokerage is bringing no value. Yeah, absolutely. Not an internet world where it was completely, this is why, you know, I said it last night, this is why I think Vayner brokerage would be the biggest because our value prop would be lower commissions and I'll build your personal brand which is the only asset that matters. Do it. You know, so, so for me, they're gonna have to respond. These are not small companies. So somebody, you know, and by the way, this is how it's gonna go down. One of the big, I, don't, I gave you a couple, but you guys know better, but like one of the big four, six, nine that are classics are gonna do something and try to compete with the technology things or change the game, because they're not just gonna, they have too much money to just die. So, and when one of them does it, the other five are gonna follow very quickly. So the rules of everything are about to change. So I think there'll be time, but like, but you're gonna get squeezed out of margin. The modern day realtor that's gonna work for a Zillow or a Dot This or Remax's new direct to consumer product is gonna be a telemarketer. You're gonna make 13 bucks an hour to show up and hug them out. Cause that's, the tr- that's what you're worth. And here's what I don't know. If the economy collapses, it's gonna happen faster. You go first. It's real. I, I threw this, listen, this is a meta macro version of watch what I do, not what I say. Why did I create Agent 2021? For my health? I could have made a conference about anything in the world. This collect, and by the way, it's a hodgepodge of four different industries. People are like, what's the connection point last year? What the fuck, like travel? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah we're just weird. Maybe not. This is real carnage coming. And I think 10 years from today, I'm very comfortable thinking it looks a lot different. And for a lot of people in here, that's gonna really matter. 
Go ahead. Sweet. I was just going to ask, what do you think the timeline is on all Google searches uh, being video? And Never. Never? Never. So YouTube is not, I mean, you follow Billie Jean. And it's going to be. It's, saying, get, get in YouTube because it's all going video. Billie Jean's trying to sell you a product. <laughs> How, why would it go all video? People have shown you for the last hundred years that we read, listen, and watch. Right? Yeah. What is podcasting? It's radio. Mm-hmm. Nothing goes away. Humans stay the same. Timing is what you need to pay attention to. Got it? So no, people will read forever, people will watch videos forever, but there's timing. I think, I think YouTube's an incredible search engine. Yeah, it's great, you know? And I think YouTube pre-roll is incredible. You can run ads against people based on what they're searching on Google. It's intent. It's absurd. Shit that costs $300 a click, I get for 15 cents video view with the same keywords. Right, so then you think about that arbitrage, right? Now he only has to convert one, and you know, 600, you know, it gets crazy. Who's got the mic? Hey Gary, I'm Jesse Laster. I'm from Bayfield, Colorado, small town. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Jess. I'm on the real estate track. I don't even have my license yet. Um, I love that. But you got the t-shirt, you got the sneakers. I know why you're here, brother. <laughs> I'm fired the fuck up. <laughs> well, um, yeah, and it's, Real estate is going to be like a side hustle for me. Okay. My main job is uh, ranching. Ranching. Yeah. Fucking love it. It's real rural. I get it. Not many people. Look, now that AJ and I are in the college football game, some of these places we have to go to get mama's (laughs) approval to sign. I've seen a lot of them. There's a lot of America out there. Matt Paradis, our biggest, our best player, like he's going to sign the biggest contract for a center in football history this offseason. He played seven on seven football in high school because they didn't have enough people. (laughs) So I get it. I got and plus I also uh, I got very fascinated about Colorado and Idaho for wine growing towards the end of my wine kind of like career and like did some traveling around that too. So I get it. Go ahead. Yeah, like cold hardy grapes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, so with real estate. uh, Following this gentleman, pretty much personal branding. Yes. What my question yeah. is going to be. Okay. Um, question is, since we're so small, how soon does that get played out? People are like, do want to listen to him? Anymore? Well, if you talk, my big thing is just talk about your singular truth and your uniqueness. People may follow you just for your ranching tips, or because your tire on your truck, you need to change, and you videoed it. I mean, people think every, people are like, I'm not interesting, and I'm like, people are interesting. If you weren't interesting, we wouldn't have traffic. Rubbernecking is completely based on, you know what a yenta is? It's not necessarily a good, you know, it's more of an Israeli word necessarily, than, but like people are interested in other people. So you don't have a whole lot to say about like expertise, like somebody who's been in the business for 27 years, that's her advantage, right? But for now, your advantage is the documentation of trying to make it your side hustle. Like, if you live streamed your entire, somebody in here is gonna live stream an entire open house where nobody shows up, right? And, right, right? And then one of those at the right time is gonna go viral as somebody who's persevering through adversity. Chewbacca mom happens a lot. You just have to put yourself in a position. Somebody decided to post a photo of an egg. 
You understand? You understand? Like everybody's saying no. You are all saying no for the audience. I never say no. If I would have said no for you, I wouldn't have made a cartoon photo post and realized you guys want cartoon photo posts for me too. Those comic posts I started posting in January are outperforming my standard content. So what do you do? You just post all sorts of shit. Shave your beard, good content. <laughs> I mean it, I mean it. Like, and you live in a part of the world that New Yorkers don't get, this. like there's, you just never fucking know. But everybody says no and I always say yes. That is literally the binary difference. And I'm willing to deal with when it's a no because I don't care about the judgment. Too many people don't do it because they care about three likes. It doesn't look good. And then that's why everybody's doing the same shit now on Instagram because everybody's pandering to likes, not business results. Thank you very much for this experience. This is awesome. Love it, bro. How's it going? It's Lamar from Boston. How are you, Lamar? Great. My question is based around You've always stated that you wanted to own the Jets. Yes. And one of the reasons you chose your partner was to get a friend in the league. Yes. So when you were offered stake in the Dolphins, yes. why did you choose the fund? And then how did you decide how you used the fund? Two reasons. I, listen, if Steve owned the Lions, I'd probably own a piece of the Lions. <clears throat> I just fucking hate the Dolphins, bro. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say to you. Like, like. I'm really not like economic, like I don't care about the money. Plus I thought I could turn the $25 million in equity in the, yeah, the Dolphins have gone up, but that 25 million compounded, I was confident, especially based on my track record, that I could make that 25 million go further on the fund, right? Now, what I didn't realize at the time was how fucking special of an investor I was when I didn't think of myself as an investor. You know, I'm really good at giving you guys business advice on the fly because I'm coming with clear eyes. When I was not an investor and just putting money into things that I was clear eyes seeing, they became Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr, one, two, and three. When I got a little fancy and into the Silicon Valley thing and starting to think a little different or the way you're supposed to think, I made decisions that weren't as good because now I was high a little bit on my own supply and what I didn't know at the time was going to be, in hindsight, my greatest flaw as an investor. I just told you all, I say yes, you say no. I'm so talented of a business operator that I can deal with my no's because my yeses are bigger than my no's and I just keep moving forward. As an investor, I took that same optimism. The problem was I wasn't running that business. I saw what they could do. The same way that I know I can run every one of your businesses better than you can, but I'm not in charge and that's where I got caught. Now the good news is, Resi, the thing we took, you know, the things that I did, it's just fucking, it's, why do you think I basically stopped investing? Anything I do, gold, anything I'm even deeper in, Resi, Brave, Faithbox, better. Anything when I'm clear-eyed, gold. Anytime I'm not in control, death. Got it? And what I just gave you was one big macro version of, of experience and self-awareness and having the humility and the confidence to be clear with myself. There's a lot of people in here who shouldn't be doing what they're doing. They just are aspiring to be doing what they're doing. And that's on a delta of happiness and financial success. The ultimate is happiness 
and the other axis is financial success, right? So, so I'm very cynical to real estate because it, I really am because people jump in when it's, like, it's, it's a money play for so many when it's good and it, hit, it crashes so hard when it's bad. And that's why there's not that many people 37, 27, 15 because like, you guys are really actually in it. The amount of people that I met in 2009, this is before I knew anything about real estate, when I first got into social media, 2009, 10, 11, and I was popping, I, was, I just remember thinking, like, the amount of people that literally were in real estate before they decided to be a social media expert. By the way, those same people now are cryptocurrency experts. <laughs> Go ahead, my friend. Gary, your uh, message resonates uh, with, with us. Thank you. Um, uh, first of all, uh, I come from a son of an immigrant family. And so uh, uh, I'm an attorney, a title guy out in Boston as well. So uh, it's a whole lot of fucking guys. Patriot fans in here. That's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, my friend. Um, We've been in the business for 18 years. All right. So uh, we, we celebrated during close to a billion dollars worth of sales last year. Amazing. Um, but I'm always looking, I think, much like everyone sure. in this audience is looking for the next step. Yeah. Um, one of the questions that you asked this morning of Matt, which in my opinion went unanswered, was what do we anticipate over the course of the next year, too? I think that, so we didn't get there. Yeah, which is well because nobody knows, right? Like every, right now, you know, I've been talking about death of the economy for a little bit longer, and if people acted immediately when I said it, they probably left some upside on the table. I think we all agree that there's a lot more talk right now about we're concerned, and it's funny, I am such a fucking by nature countercultural dude. Now that everybody else is on the bandwagon of the economy's in trouble, I'm not kidding. One of the few things I'm spending time on is to see if I can see any indicator that it's not, so I can go the, like I'm, uncomfortable being with everybody, right? Uh, but look, I mean, we, here are the facts. We've been basically in economic growth for nine years, right? We now have a president who's disproportionately leveraging the future for short term because that's what he cares about and I understand that. That's not a Trump thing, that's a, that's a classic Republican thing which will always play out, right? And I have plenty of Republican tendencies on the business side but not the core one which is mortgage the future for the current so you look good. Right? That's why I think George Bush, deserve, the, who just passed away, deserves enormous credit for him to go back on his word, to write the course of the country, and, but Bill Clinton gets the credit. That's the truth, that's the shit nobody talks about. Right? So what do I think? I think, fuck, we're, we're like, everything is so clearly out of whack. College debt is at a place that is so unsustainable the remarkable amount of kids that were propaganda to go to college because they wanted to because it's fun or because their parents made them that collected debt that have absolutely no leverage in getting a job that remotely starts paying off $163,000 in debt with fucking 9% interest, it's not sustainable. And then one thing's gonna happen, that, you know, one little thing's gonna happen and the whole fucking thing's gonna crash. So. I thought that could happen last year. I thought it actually happened the January before. If you remember that rough little January in the market, thought it was like, right, like 17, I'm trying to, right? Was it January 17 I think is right? Yeah, yeah. Like I thought that's when it was happening because January got a little rough there, a couple more things. So we are now living in a generation of leadership of 40 to 80 year olds who are just not willing to go backwards, right? We should have been in a fucking real recession in 2009. 
we were in an eighth place trophy recession, right? That's still in the system. So I, I actually, I think Matt's, uh, Matt was saying I don't think it's gonna be that bad because I think he's smart and realizes that politicians and society won't let it be that bad. What I don't know, because I just don't, is how much say do we have? Because it's cool when we're the global empire, but China's not fucking around. So my intuition is that we are well into our decline as the global empire and we will have to face those ramifications. So I think it's coming. Just, if I knew when, boy, I would be buying up stuff right now and sell it the hour before it happened, right? <laughs> so I don't know, but I know it's brewing. Hey, Gary. Hi. Uh, so, quick question. Do you think the Rams have a chance in the Super Bowl? And then I'll go to my real question. I think the Rams are gonna get blown out. Oh. Okay. I think the Saints got scared myself. last week. All right, so. My gut. Thank you for giving me the permission. Kayla, by the way, when we cut this, if I'm completely wrong, cut in the final score. Let's make fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for giving me the permission to give away all my content for free. I wrote a book. I have a book club that thank you, you were on. Um, I love doing all this stuff for free. Last night we spoke about you created shoes and wine, right, to monetize. I have my version of the four Ds. And, but as, as I'm building my brand, and it's pretty sizable, I, I also hold a small mom and pop real estate conference. Last year was my first one. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Good this for you. We're doing it again, double the attendance. Good for you. And I have women's trips that I host and bring 40 women, all commercial real estate. So I've been in commercial I real remember. estate for 32 years. So um, besides my workshops, there where I go into corporate headquarters and teach them how to lease space, do you, like last night you piqued my interest when you said, you know, look, I have shoes and wine. This is how I monetize. Because, well, but it's because, but know this, when I laid out the game plan for, well, K-Swiss I only had so much say. When I laid out empathy, the amount of sales from Gary B's social media that are penciled in was zero. It's a very important part. It's, I'm giving you the 3.0 version of give it away for free. Expectations of your audience when you give something away for free is the beginning, is, is a real dangerous play. So I do wine and sneakers because I like wine and sneakers. Right. And I know what to do with them. It's not that I thought that's strategic. It's, to my audience, right? Like, you know, otherwise I would be actually, otherwise the only people that'd be able to ask questions right now are the people that are wearing, like yourself, my sneakers. <laughs> I don't care that, you know, I, I, I want, my thing is like, look, if you're buying sneakers, I'd love you to buy mine. But, you know, to me, I didn't pick that, I definitely don't want to monetize content, right? Back to, you know, and by the way, I don't begrudge Billy or Schmilly or any, I don't give a fuck. Do you, who am I? But. When somebody wants to sell something, what's coming out of their mouth is predicated on that. So if I'm gonna sell you marketing advice, then I promise you everything I was doing up front was hedging. So, but what I love about you, and I've gotten to know you through 4Ds and all these things, you're a, you're a real fucking player in my mind. Like if you came to me and said, I want you to invest thanks in business. You. You, yeah, you, but thanks to you. To it, yeah, right? guess what, you've been, you've been able to maintain a business for 32 years. I haven't been putting out content for 32 years. Maybe I was a boost or a different angle, cool, and that's what I'm here for, but I think if you asked me what would work best, if you wanna go off the reservation, because I see you a little bit like me that way, sell something you like the best. 
shampoo, sunglasses. Not strategic. Good news, 40-year-old women that are your core with the trips and everything else, they buy all sorts of shit. (laughs) Got it? If you start with something you love, you know, I consume sneaker content. I, I love wine. Like, I love the, all, like, so, that's just, you know what's so great about doing business around something you love? You work more. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Thank like, watching my brother and Vayner Sports, you know how much happiness he has analyzing every, my brother analyzed every punt in the NFL in 2017 for one of, because we wanted to position one of our clients in free agency. And fucking loved it. <laughs> and that is, honestly, that's where I think this nirvana is all going. I think your grandchildren, well, too many things will change. I think this is what, you know, a lot of people like making fun of the kids right now, right? They think they're influencers, they get us entitled, they get a school, they think they're going to Bali and fucking look at all these fuckers. The reality is it's practical. Have a funny feeling a lot of you fuck faces would be going to Bali too if you could afford it. Right, when you were 22, if somebody was gonna pay you to go to Bali and take a fucking selfie, you'd go to fucking Bali. (laughs) Right? So there's a lot of judgment, there's a real, like, what the internet is right now makes America in its greatest land of opportunity look like a shithole. The internet. All right, now if you're like hardcore about getting a question in, I would definitely go outside and get in line. Go ahead. Um, So, I was at VoiceCon, and I asked you then um, how you thought voice uh, would be used in the real estate industry, and you said that it was too early, but earlier today, I saw on on one of the slides that um, Alexa was a platform um, that agents should be on. So I'm just wondering. Well, I think, you know, so, you know, to create clarity for that, I think you guys should be on it. I think you should, if you can afford, if you can afford it, like I think it'd be remarkable if you Google, this, back to ambition, I'm looking at you, like ambitions. Like if you really want to catch the next wave, you're, it's so exciting for you to be the voice queen, right? I mean this. Well then fucking learn how to build an Alexa app. It might take you 47 hours, but you could. And then you could be on it. You could have one of the earliest Alexa. By the way, you should build an Alexa app for either $15,000 to somebody else or learn how to do it yourself just so you can say you were one of the first people to have one in seven years if you want to fancy yourself as a first mover. I do not fancy myself as a first mover. I fancy myself as a remarkable observer of the current and a better executor of the current. 90,000 instead of something else, for what? Got it? The reason I'm on everything is I'm fucking squeezing the shit out of everything. But I wasn't when it was just me. But I decided to give up a lot of money because I know now is the time. And I believe that attention is the ultimate real estate. Because it's convertible. Got it? Right, everybody's watching you. They like you, bro. They like you when you're making the videos. They like you. Whiskey. You could start a fucking $7 million whiskey brand that you sell to Diageo for 400. Of course. Of course it's the game. Because you like whiskey. I get it. I'm gonna give you a very random fun fact that very few people on earth know. The first vlogger in our family was AJ, not me. Because when I was thinking up the idea, I pushed him to do Jets TV. 
out of his dorm room a month before I started Wine Library TV. And you know, he doesn't have the same personality traits that I do for video, but he loved it because he loves the Jets. Struggling to figure out what you're doing while you're doing your open house, talk about fucking Game of Thrones. Six weeks later, you're gonna be in a Game of Thrones video. Like, people don't get it. No, 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 no. For what? It's risk reward. The fuck's gonna happen if you put out a video about how much you know about exotic flowers? I'll tell you what's gonna happen. Some homie that's into exotic flowers is gonna fucking buy your mortgage from you. I talk, think, watch what I do. Root beer and wrestling and the Jets. You know how crazy my wine show was? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it made no fucking, like, people don't think that's the way you should do it today, right? You should do the wine thing, right? Like, I was building, I was building context with my audience from the beginning. (coughs) Your biggest strength is who you are. It really is. Make a video about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh. Shit, they won today, did a Facebook Live in the video, but talking about the real estate market. They see the jersey all the time. You know what? It just works. So, this, hap- this happens with religions all the time. People like to buy from people like them. Right? We know that. Go look at any subculture, any minority, any ethnicity, they like to buy from each other. Right? They razz on each other because they know all their moves, but they deep down like to buy from each other. I'm trying to get you to be everything that you are and find connection points with other. Somebody else is a divorcee. Somebody else went to the University of Maryland. Somebody else just changed their hair color from blonde to brunette. You're leaving all the good shit because you're listening to experts that are trying to sell you shit. Thank you. <laughs>